Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. Rami. Write that down. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that then. Are you guys ready for this? We'll write that down session. Am I ready for this? I've been waiting for this. The accountability you session more sick, than anything. Sadistic son of a you know what if you've been waiting for that. <laughs> well, Rami had Rami had a nice little week there. We got Manny Hill in the house. Oh man. Well. Hey Manny. Uh, in fact, I believe uh, Manny and Ross and James, you guys just did another Score North Gopher show this yes, afternoon. We did. Correct? Talking lots of uh, gopher basketball. I had forgot that they were playing against Northwestern last night. That's how <laughs> oh, low on the radar they go. Northwestern forgot team. too. Pretty much, Don't worry yeah. about it. Pretty much everybody not named Amir Coffee forgot they were playing Northwestern last night too. Yeah. Why can't okay? Quick aside. Why can't Amir Coffee just do that all the time? Because <laughs> Northwestern's awful. If they're gonna, yeah, but like, if they're gonna do know. anything beyond. You know, this point, they're going to need him and Jordan Murphy to be terrific. Really, what, when think. did Northwestern get this bad again? They're awful. They're not just sort of bad. They're terrible. I think it's nine in a row they've lost now. They're three Yikes. and fourteen in the Big Ten. They're terrible. Yikes! So you can you can find uh, three or four episodes in uh, Ross Brendel and Manny Hill, also a combination of James Murphy and some other guys, Daniel House. It's a contributing cast. The Score North Gophers show. Which is Somehow Andrew Wiggins got mentioned in this podcast too. By the way, of course. <laughs> Believe it or not, somehow Andrew Wiggins got incorporated into the conversation. Yeah, not a whole lot of positive things to say about no. it right now. So let's go through our accountability session here first, and then we'll get to predictions. And you can always tweet at us. We just got our guy Tom uh, Tom Roller just tweeted a last-minute prediction. So we'll, we'll take predictions from uh, you guys on Twitter just throughout the week. Just send it in, write that down, and we'll we'll keep track of it and uh, and and get it on the board here. But let's go through these and see where we are at. And we'll start with Judd who predicted the Minnesota Wild would trade at least two regular players before the trade deadline. That's correct. Well done, sir. They traded more than two regular players before the trade deadline. Uh, You also said Jason Witten would last one season in the Monday Night Football. Well done. Wow, sorry, my bad. That's correct. Is I good or what? That is good. (laughs) That's impressive. That's really good. What got into me? However, Judd said Eric Stahl will be traded before the deadline. Mm. Well, he should have been. He got extended before the deadline. They tried after to, the deadline. They tried Should have been on him. his way to the Jets, right, Judd? Uh, the Bruins, actually. The Bruins tried to obtain him, and I guess he blocked it. That will be just fine. And then Jason Zucker, you said, would also be dealt before the season is over. I don't think that's possible anymore, It's right? not, and they came so close with Calgary. Okay. Oh. We'll get to the batting averages here at the end. 
Uh, I said the Twins will add at least $15 million more to their payroll before the season starts when everyone was panicking like a month ago about payroll. They did with the Marwin Gonzalez contract that uh, pitcher is a Martin Perez from mm-hmm. Texas and then the extensions they gave out. Uh, I said, uh, however, the Twins would trade Miguel Sano sometime this offseason. I don't think that's going to happen. And this one pains me. I predicted Bryce Harper would sign with the Phillies for at least $350 million. Oh, wow. Oh, you, oh, you cost wow. yourself. Wow. Oh, man. If you were playing prices Right rules, you'd have nailed that one. God. But we weren't, Rami. No, so we weren't. I was like the yodeler guy in Price is Right. <laughs> Over the cliff. Why, why not $300 million? Like $300 million would have been enough for me yep. to predict. That would have been easier. I pulled a judge. Judge's famous for this. Yep. He wrote that down. Too exact. Too specific. All right, Manny, we're going to rip the Band-Aid off here. You predicted Carl Anthony Towns would play against the Knicks last week and get a double-double. <laughs> the quickest failure. In fact, we that was a failure during that Segment. Segment. I think yeah. it happened. Yeah. I was going to say, I think it happened during the commercial right yes. after he made oh, that prediction. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yes, we very busted quick. as soon as it happened. Like 15 oh. minutes after I made the prediction, it was announced that Cat was going to be out for that game. Oh. For the record, you can see uh, that prediction and others. We have all of our incorrect predictions scrolling across the bottom screen right now on our Twitch stream. So if you want to see those, uh, twitch.tv slash score north, S-K-O-R north. And give us a follow, and you can you can see all of our embarrassing wrong predictions. Uh, Manny said the Dodgers would sign Bryce Harper. Nope. The Twins will sign a free agent to a one hundred million dollar contract this winter. I don't think there's anyone out there that's going to no no money. And that Derrick Rose, so negative, Manny, that Derrick Rose would play forty four games or fewer this year. He He's at 40, 46 now. Is he at forty six? Wow. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan, you said Same Bryce close. Harper would not be signed by this very time this week. One day short. <laughs> so mad yesterday. Mm. And uh, let's see. Listener said Falvey and Levine will break with Twins tradition and make a big free agent signing worth over $150 million. That was JD. And so Rami to the rescue. Rami said Bryce Harper will have a team by this time next week. And that was correct. Thank you. Giving Rami the batting average lead. Rami is now batting 500 on the season. Judd is batting 360. Wow. 500. I'm batting 286. Manny is down to 143. And Jonathan, the listeners, and our guest predictors are all over on the season so far. Over. What do you have to say about yourself? Let's <laughs> get one on the board. Maybe. <laughs> all right. We'll see. Well, let's uh, let's go. Let's start with Jonathan. We'll go around the room, uh, Jonathan to Manny, and then uh, over to Rami, me, and Judd this time around. All, All right. right, write this down. We just had Manny Lagos on from Minnesota United. I'm predicting. I think Manny made this prediction earlier. The Loons will make the playoffs this year. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. Care to tell us how far they'll go? No. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. No, write it down. You like writing things down? Okay. Over to Manny. Kevin Fiala, the guy they got, the uh, the wild acquired for Mikhail Granlund, will score at least 25 goals for the wild in the 2019-2020 NHL season. Judd, how do you feel about that prediction? Uh, You know what? I think it's solid. I think it's very solid. 25 goals. And if he does, Paul Fenton will feel very vindicated by all those people right now who are calling him a moron for trading Granlund and not getting more. Write that down. Rami. My first prediction in Write That Down is that the Milwaukee Bucks, with the acquisition of Pau Gasol today, 
are going to win the Eastern Conference. And I'll double down on this. You, okay. Giannis will win MVP. Because you're already on the board with the Bucks will win the Eastern Conference. Oh, I already did that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yo, you just can't, can't remember all your positive Bucks predictions. I, just, uh, I can't. Yeah. Giannis will be MVP. Put that I, one down. I think that okay. was. I think Giannis for MVP was my. I had a prediction of that like a week into the season too. I think, I think that, that I believe that is correct, and yeah. that's okay. You guys can double up on predictions. Yeah. Plagiarism of. Write that down. This is, Write this down. is it plagiarism if I don't remember even my own predictions? <laughs> no. It's, you're right. It's post-concussion syndrome. I love it. We're only a month into Rami's write that down career, and he's already like repeating predictions. I've had my the- share of head injuries, so th- it makes sense. The Twins will win the 87 and 91 World Series. <laughs> All right. My other two I know I haven't predicted, so we're good. Let's say it. <laughs> Write it down. You like writing things down. Write this down. Mm-hmm. I'm drinking Byron Buxton Kool-Aid, and I had this prediction last year, and it didn't go well because he was terrible. No, no, this is the kiss of death. Byron Buxton will get at least one MVP vote in 2019. Mm, So at least somebody will put him on their MVP. I'm not saying a first-place vote, but he'll be on a ballot. Somebody will give him an MVP vote. And what was the prediction last year? The same thing. Okay. I think it was the same thing, that he would get multiple MVP votes. I'm scaling back from multiple to just one. I just want one MVP vote. I said, I, I do remember this. I said he'd make the All-Star game this year. I think that was among my first write-that-down predictions. I'm Cheers. also drinking that Kool-Aid I'm also drinking me. the Kool-Aid. It's tasty. Write this down. She like, gets so mad when we Can get positive. Can I have some of that Kool-Aid? <laughs> Can I have some of that Kool-Aid, please? Sure. <laughs> to me? Yes. The Twins will have five or more pitchers with saves this season. Oh, I like that one. In this like in lot. this roundabout, we don't know who's going to close, and everyone can close, and everyone can do this and that. Five or more pitchers will have saves this season. Write it down. You like writing things down. Back to Jonathan Harrison. You talked him. Uh, you talked about him at the beginning of the show. Ryan Saunders will bench Andrew Wiggins at some point before the season's end. Man, I went down that path with when Tom Thibodeau was still coach. He mm-hmm. said at some point in November or December, Andrew Wiggins will be benched for a game, and it just doesn't happen. Just so for for what clarify for a game you're saying yes okay so an entire game not like gets benched in a game you're no, saying he, he just DNP he, coaches decision no he won't be the starter for that game oh I got so you not yeah. not benched for an entire game okay but okay. removed from the starting line yes okay. gotcha okay that's fair yeah. write that down I, I don't have a pencil well remember that then no hesitation here Bryce Harper will win the 2019 National League Most Valuable Player Award. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All Write right. that down. Okay. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Okay. I have a bachelor prediction for write that down yes. this week. <laughs> you kiss butt. It's fantasy sweet week and on the damn bachelor. Right is, it is. It, is it not oh. Phil Mackey? Have you been reading reality Steve spoilers again, Robbie? I have not, no. Okay. I have not. Um I say that Colton keeps the streak alive <laughs> <laughs> through fantasy sweet week. And will not close the deal with any of the remaining ladies. <laughs> will there be any controversy over whether the streak should stay alive or not? Like a Bill Clinton situation, for instance, where you're, <laughs> where you're asking what is... Like what is... is yeah. I, do we have to clarify this? Um, will there be evidence left on any clothing that causes him to... That causes it to be debated greatly about what Colton did. I'm just going to say the streak stays alive. That's all I'm going to say. Streak stays alive for Colton during Fantasy Suite Week. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. I was going to unleash a Bachelor prediction. Now that you did, I might. Like, I had a a boring one. I was going to say 
the Phillies aren't going to make the playoffs, even though they signed Bryce Harper. I'm, I'm going to scrap that Colton one. Colton will right? impregnate a Bachelor <laughs> contestant. <laughs> Jesus, Judd. Wow. <laughs> Breaks the streak. And one step too far, <laughs> Judd. Comes right again. No, I, don't, no, I, don't, I don't think it's one step too far. I didn't use I'm any with untoward All language. Right. All right. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to piggyback off Rami's prediction. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Yep. So you may be right about the fantasy suite. Okay. But I'm going to go the other way and say before the end of the season, before the end of the Bachelor season, the streak will be broken. Okay. Colton's streak will be broken. Now, maybe it doesn't happen Fantasy Suite weekend. Maybe it happens like in one of the upcoming episodes. You can't rush these things, Phil. These things happen when they happen. They do. do. I mean, love is a mysterious thing, isn't it? Yes, it really is. Write it down. You like writing things down. (laughs) Write this down. Back to Judd. Okay, I will will go back to the Bryce Harper predictions and say that I will find at least one report in April of Bryce Harper being booed by Phillies fans. Oh, yeah, that's probably accurate. That Phillies fans will, but there will be a report. On either television that we can document, or or in print, or both, of Bryce Harper being booed vociferously by Phillies fans. Isn't that going to be great for him? One, one so six months into a it. thirteen-year contract, and your fans <laughs> are no. Being but I got April there, so I'm talking first month. Yeah, first month struggles comes late to spring training and gets booed by Phillies. Write that down. Will All there right. be batteries involved or just booze? Just booze. Okay, booze and booze. All right. That's why I have him winning the MVP because every time Philly fans boo anybody, that person always ends up being really good for them. Who's another? Uh, Donovan McNabb. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. All right, Jonathan. All right. LeBron James and the Lakers will miss the playoffs this season. Okay. Mr. Negative. On Write the this list. down. Yep. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right. Back to Manny. Paul George will be the 2019 NBA's Defensive Player of the Year. All right. Write that down. How do we quantify that even? Like, who who votes on Defensive Player of the Year? I don't know. The media, same people that vote yeah, for like, All NBA and sure MVP and stuff Basketball like that. Basketball Writers Association of America, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Mm-hmm. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write that down. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that then. This is a personal prediction. I, Rami Makhlouf, will take Judd Zolgad's Write That Down title at the end of. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> calling my oh, shots. Oh, so Call so in this case, shot. I'm Bryce Harper, and you're Phillies yes. fans. You're coming at yes, sir. Then I'm going to bear down even more than I have. Uh, wouldn't it be funny though if you guys were neck and neck at the end of the year? So this is a 2019 prediction, and if you guys are neck and neck at the end of the year, it can't be used as a tiebreaker. You know, like if you guys have the same batting average then going into January first, do you win? Then I win. How do you win? How is that the rule? Then I'm the champion. That's not, that's, that's not how it just works. Because that's it. No. Just because my big brother would pull that crap so. on me. Just like, just I said like, so. Yeah, I win. He's like, why? Like, that's the rules. I, just I, I, made, I made up the rules. I made up the games under <laughs> my rules. You're like that kid from Big Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> this is bull crap. You give him all the easy words. Okay, sh- should I go next? <laughs> yes. And then I have to leave? Yes. While you make a prediction about me? All yeah. right. My final write that down prediction. Adam Thielen will receive a new contract from the Vikings before the regular season begins. Okay. This is how this is how Judd hits singles to win the batting championship, yep. by the way. So they're gonna give him a new contract before the regular season. So this so this can happen in training camp, and I'm still right. So before week one. Yes, before the regular season. So week one. Yes. Right. Gotcha. I'm going to uh, politely ask Judd to leave the room because I have a prediction those are rules, Rami. about Judd. <laughs> Make sure 
make sure he's uh, don't not, not staring at my screen Bring me here. back to talk about Josh Arnold. That's true, actually. We won't forget. We got you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So a little backstory here. Judd's about to go to Fort Myers, Florida. Yes. And and we've we've done annual trips to do spring training coverage and do our shows from down there. And uh, every time I've been down there with Judd, which is probably six years now, I've only seen him eat at one restaurant, Stevie Tomatoes Sports Page Bar and Grill. He loves that there's sports on TV and that they just have like salads and wings and stuff. And he can bring his computer and work there. The problem is he's now staying, I think, about 10 miles from that restaurant. Oh, Judd will still find a way, despite not having a car, he has to be chauffeured around by Derek. He'll find a way to eat at least twice at Stevie Tomatoes Sports Page Bar and Grill in Fort Myers. Now, at least twice. Is oh, yeah. he allowed to go out and eat at restaurants yes, on this current diet? Okay. He... All right. Oh, that's a good question. On I think... the diet that he's on? Well, that... that might make it a home run. Okay. It's... Or eat it's a is... terrible prediction. Eat... One of the two. Eat is a relative term. Step foot inside okay. of. Okay. Step right. foot inside of Stevie Tomatoes. He will be bar. a patron at of least Stevie twice. Tomatoes twice. Yeah, because yes. right he could... Technically not eat and just walk in and have a beer or something, right? Yeah. Okay. You want to go? Yeah, he can come in. He can, he can come, come in. in. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> just, just standing outside that door, creepily looking in. Just, yeah, you let me in? That's classic John. <laughs> yes. All right. Is it James in there, too? That is, yeah. Full house here. Full house here. James, do you want to make a prediction? Oh, um, sure. The, uh, the Gophers will not make the NCAA tournament. Oh, Look at this guy coming in, just hitting a single up the middle. That's a little... A CD, CD they're they're predicted to be in right now. How is that possible? They're, ele- they're one of the first four buys. Lenardi had him, I think, as his last team in yesterday. Yesterday, but right? today, he did one today. Okay. And they're a last four buy after beating Northwestern. Well, wait for the conference tournament. Yeah, they might not win a game. Wow. I think James is trying to wish this into reality, too. Just once. All hellfire and brimstone over it. <laughs> It'd be a good podcast. It? <laughs> it would. It's all about the podcast, baby. All right. Hey, when we come back, uh, who's actually running the Vikings offense? It's a great a question, question. We want to dive in. He's. Oh, we can do an on-air production meeting. Hell, which <laughs> yeah. which Spielman soundbite did you want, Rami? We'll grab it. It's uh, him talking about the hiring. <laughs> so when you find it, play it. Of Gary Kubiak. Hey, hey, Jonathan. Jonathan, we're gonna come back, and when we do, we have sound bites. I could go just... to the quarry, and we're streaking. Him talking yes, about the hiring time. of Gary Kubiak. That's the one that I meant to say off the air to you, Jonathan, and hit the wrong right. button and turn my mic on. All right. Well, well, okay. Jonathan looks for that. We posted a question on the Score North Twitter account. And also on our on our Twitch stream. That's right. We are live right now on Twitch, and we're doing that every afternoon because it's fun to interact with people. Uh, Twitch.tv slash score north. Um, and the question was, the, the Patriots have or had a character coach. The Rams had a hold-me-back coach. What other coaches would you like the Vikings to hire? Here are some of the responses. Uh, well, our guy Ross from down the hallway here. Uh, says both the Gophers and the Vikings need what I call is a common guy coordinator for clock management and dumb play calls. Coach, it's third and eleven. Let's run a draw. Common guy coordinator. No, let's try to pass it twelve yards down the field. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Bring back Klein Saucer says pocket awareness consultant. Uh, Ken says <laughs> a clock management specialist, <laughs> clock management coordinator. 
Uh, a lot of people are saying, like, a Madden player that can just help you with game situations. Tony says, how about a make field goals coach? <laughs> Tony's right. Just a coach that pokes the kicker with a stick. Make field goals. Make them. Um, a don't kneel and respect your freedom in this country coach from Minnesota Sports Jerk. That got deep quickly. <laughs> I think that was called the National Football League. Yeah, it was called <laughs> I th- Roger Goodell. I think it was addressed yeah, already. <laughs> uh, and then Vilified uh, Ostracized on Twitter says, touchdown celebration coach. I don't know if the Vikings need that. The Vikings are pretty good at touchdown celebrations. They are. I love I love the uh, the addition back into the game of football, the touchdown celebrations last year. It it genuinely added something to the game for me throwing, in terms of enjoyment and entertainment. Throwing flags on those might have been one of the dumbest things. It's so stupid. It's like, you know, okay, if somebody goes too far and it's truly offensive, they still throw a flag, and you know it when you see it. But guys having fun was a problem. Like, yeah, don't have fun out there. This is... Yeah. yeah, it's like the NFL sometimes forgets that this is ultimately not as important as you. This is entertainment. Okay, this isn't as self-important as you think it is. It's like, let's entertain the fans. Let's let players have fun. And especially post-touchdown when, guess what? The play is dead. It's done. Right. It's not like you're mocking the game. Oh my gosh, you can't mock the game. Uh, so this is the aforementioned soundbite. This is Rick Spielman talking about not his offensive coordinator, but the mentor to the offensive coordinator. Play the soundbite. But he also, I know in his career right now, and he's mentioned this, uh, was to mentor a young coach like a Kevin Stefanski, who I think is going to be an all-star in this league, and to take that experience. Uh, and what's unique about Kevin is that he has no ego. And when we brought up the fact that uh, a, a guy of Gary Kubiak's stature could come into our building, he was the one that was the biggest flag waiver for uh, Gary Kubiak. He wants that. And that's what makes, I think, our building a little unique. No one really has an ego. Everybody, whatever resources we can use, whatever areas of expertise we have all these people in, let's all do it together because ultimately we want to win. And when you can get a group of people together in a culture, and that, that starts with Coach Zimmer, the culture that we have set, that's, that's, that gives you the best chance to win, in my opinion. That sounds fine and dandy. And I'm I'm all for a, a healthy work environment like he just described there, where everybody's on equal footing and no egos, et cetera, et cetera. But and you guys tell me if if you view things any differently. In my experience covering NFL, watching the NFL my entire life, there seems to always be a clear cut pecking order, and not in a locker room in terms of players and on a coaching staff. And there there are. There are guys who are definitely in charge, and when that starts to become cloudy, I think is when you run into problems. Even with the most egoless people that you'll find in the NFL, I think when that question of who who's at the top of the pecking order starts to come into play, things start to go awry. And I heard that from Rick Spielman the day after Andrew Kramer from uh, the Minneapolis Star Tribune printed these words from Kyle Shanahan. On on Twitter, he said, I think the best thing for Kirk is just a full system for him that's tied together. You know, Kirk just using the running game, which I know Gary puts a lot into. It just takes pressure off the quarterback and the offensive line, which I believe you have to do for every single quarterback in the league. If you're going to drop back all the time, it's very tough to do, and not many guys have been able to do it over long periods of time. I think that would help him to a degree, but I know Kirk is a great quarterback, and I've got the utmost respect for Koob. 
So I think it'll be a good match. Reading between the lines of what you heard Rick Spielman say there and, and Kyle Shanahan, who's close with Gary Kubiak, says there, it sounds to me like Gary Kubiak is is the dude in that offensive room. And while Kevin Stefanski is the offensive coordinator, so I don't know if it's a question in the building for the Vikings. If it is, that's a problem. It's a question for me of whose offense is this for the Minnesota Vikings. I think there's no question that that this was this has been worked out perfectly. And, and this is why a couple of days ago we played the game, what is Rick Spielman saying? Because he says something and then you interpret it and say, okay, this is what he means. I believe the game was what didn't Rick or say. Or what didn't yeah. Rick yeah. say. It was your game. Okay, I forget exactly the verbiage that I used at that time. Okay, I've had a few drinks since. But anyway, long story short, um, to Rami's point, this is a situation where Gary Kubiak comes in here to run the offense. He is Stefanski's supervisor. Now, if, if you recall, a year ago, Stefanski was up for the OC job. The Giants, Shermer wanted to take him to the Giants for that job. Stefanski was not going to call plays there. The Vikings blocked him, all right? So this time around, the Vikings like him, and Kevin's a smart, up-and-coming guy. That's all true. But to put this all on his plate is way too much. They, they needed to get a Shanahan-friendly system the Cousins can run. So I think there is no question in the building right now that this is Kubiak's offense. He's brought his friends in. I mean, his friends, his son is now what? Quarterbacks coach. His friend is going to be the O-line coach and run game coordinator. I believe he brought in the tight ends coach and and receivers coach, if I'm not mistaken. So this is Kubiak's offense. Kubiak's going to install it. I think Stefanski's going to help call it on game day. But I'm almost, I'm almost positive that if push comes to shove and Kubiak from the booth wants to overrule Kevin on the field, he can. But I don't think there's any doubt that this is Kubiak's show, with Stefanski playing a very nice, important supporting role. Yeah. But this is not a, I'm calling the play. No, I'm calling the play. This is Kubiak's offense to call. Yeah, and it matters less if all of us on the outside are kind of confused by, oh, like, who's the coordinator and what's yeah. this? Is it, if, if everyone knows internally, right. listen, this is, what's, this is what the order is. This is, to me, the question is more, because I'm all for getting smart people in a room, and I love that the Vikings have gone out of their way to do that. Let's, let's put egos aside and put a bunch of smart people in the room, maybe some overqualified people who've been head coaches before, but whose vision is it? Whose right. offensive vision is it? And that's where if we can be on the outside. I don't care if they tell us. As long as on the inside, it's communicated from you know top to bottom this is Gary Kubiak's vision of an offense, and Kevin Stefanski is buying into it. Not Kevin Stefanski's vision of an offense, and like Gary Kubiak is going to correct it every week. That would be a disaster. Or like come in twice a week and consult. That's yeah. a problem. It should be it should be one vision and everyone buying into that vision. Now this is going to sound weird, but but here here's the uh, the fly in the ointment previously that they have to get past, and I think this will. Phil's got a very good point, but I think we miss read this at the time when Zim got the job he hired Norv and we all said well that's fantastic you're not threatened by a guy who's got head coaching experience coming in to run the show offensively and thought that that was great well the problem was that Zim saw Norv's offense and after a while started to question it and be like I don't know about this and that and he might have been right but that's not the point the point is then he started to get involved and then that's when things got dicey which is why the Shermer year was so instructive and important. Zim liked it enough that he just stayed away. And I think that offensively now, what the Vikings have done with Kubiak and Stefanski 
and the staff is they've created enough layers of people who are going to put Cousins in a position to potentially succeed that Zimmer's not going to come in and be like, guys, why aren't you running the ball more? And, and that was the one thing with Norv's offense that really surprised me was, was Zim didn't really like it and started to question it. And much like with Flip last year, that's where things start to go sideways because then then Mike's going to the podium and talking about we're not running the ball enough, mm-hmm. and it gets to be a problem. Yeah, I mean, they. I'll say this about the Vikings. They have – It's sometimes you look at coaching staffs. I mean, we actually uh, – we were recording a podcast this morning about of an infamous era in Timberwolves basketball that will be released at some point. And, the, like, the Timberwolves have just had some staffs where you look at the bench and it just – there's just underqualified coaches. There's just guys who shouldn't be assistant coaches. And I've never thought that about the Vikings in the Mike Zimmer era. Mike Zimmer has always brought in guys who are overqualified and smart, like I said before. And and you can never accuse the Vikings of not giving their quarterbacks the resources in terms of coaching and scheming. It's just a matter of does it fit? Does the message, does the vision work? Is it the right fit with this quarterback? And can you uh, avoid that quarterback getting hit from his blind side nine times every week? And like too. you said, Phil, as long as it's not a question in the building whose vision it is and who, yeah. who has the final say on things, then there is no problem whatsoever. I'm just saying to us, on the outside, looking in and hearing some of the messaging from people in the Vikings organization and people outside the Vikings organization who have ties to some of these guys, it sounds to me like it's Gary Kubiak's offense, yet all indications are it's actually Kevin Stefanski's offense. I don't. I don't know if it can work unless it's clear in that building whose 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 game this is to run. Here's my question for both you guys off that point, though. Let's say Stefanski eight games in is like this is BS, not what I was expecting. Is that going to be a big problem? I don't think so. Like if Kubiak, if Kubiak said, "Hold on a second, I was told I could do this, and now yeah. I can't," and I brought in my friends, that's a problem. <laughs> But if Stefanski's like, well, geez, I thought I was going to be doing more guys, you'd be, you know, okay, you can you can step down if you want, or you can fit in, or you can search for a job. So I think it's also important who's being offended. Right. If you bring in Kubiak and you're like, okay, Stefanski's going to do this, and he's like, whoa, you got a problem because it's a veteran coach and he's going to get upset, and that's going to cause some issues. But Stefanski's what now? 30, he's his mid, like 37 eight, or something. 40. Yeah, but yeah. the point being is if he's not happy and, and he wants to go off in a huff, he can. It's not going to kill you. Right. Yeah. Uh, should we wrap with Royce here when we come back? Sure. On the yeah. all new Score North on 1500. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. And we're hanging out here and now with two glorious TCL TVs in the TCL studios. Judd, if people want to find tickets to games, though, if they want to trudge through snow and things like that. Yes, I've got the perfect place for them to go, and that is SeatGeek. Because the great thing about wanting to go to a sporting event these days is the fact it's never really sold out, right? There's always tickets available. But that brings us to two very key points. Where do you go for those tickets, and whom can you trust to buy them from? And I've got the answer to both these questions. And not surprisingly, folks, the answer is SeatGeek. That's because SeatGeek, what they do is they pull millions of tickets into one place so you can easily find those seats that you want for a price that you are willing to pay. SeatGeek is designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever. All you have to do is go to SeatGeek.com and you'll see all of your ticket buying options. And by searching multiple ticket sites and grading every ticket based on value, SeatGeek helps you find the best seats that are going to fit your your budget, plus every purchase is fully guaranteed so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. SeatGeek is your go-to source for everything from not just sports, but concerts to comedy and theater. 
Best of all, my listeners get $10 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code Judd today. That's promo code Judd, J-U-D-D, for $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event, and SeatGeek, they have the tickets. Hey everyone, it's Matthew Collar. You can find my new show, Score North Live, every day from 2 to 4 p.m. on the all-new Score North on 1500 and on demand at scorenorth.com. In addition to Vikings Talk, we break down the most important and pressing subjects like the responses to Kirk Cousins' tweets. I would like that. And which Fast and the Furious movie is the best. Those types of things. Yeah. It's Score North Live with me, Matthew Collar, available on scorenorth.com and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. Take a look at the traffic out there. Well, I'd tell you what it is, but MnDOT's traffic update site is broken right now, so I can't really tell you guys. Soar the ro- soar the roads. Yeah, soar the roads. So <laughs> it's accurate. The weather's broken. I think Royce said on the phone, "Ah, forget it." <laughs> <laughs> Did he say it just like that, though? Yeah, probably something okay. like that. All right. And Patrick Royce joins us now on Mackie and Judd with Rami. It's time to wrap with Royce. Um, after what Jonathan just told us there, I, I guess I'll start things off by asking, how's the weather down in Florida? Pat, did you have the top up or top down today? No, it was uh, down today, but the um, traffic was a little thick on Daniel. So, uh, you know, because whenever there's a game, the Red Sox, although uh, surprised to me, the Red Sox fans who have been jamming uh, JetBlue, the, they didn't have a sellout today. There were probably 1,000 empty seats there. So uh, at, uh, at tw- usually the Red Sox fans come over and fill uh, fill Hammond's visit when they play too, but they didn't do that today. So Twins uh, win four to two, Bucks and hits another home run, another line drive. And that leads me right into the question I was about to ask, and we'll keep asking you this question until the answer changes. Are you buying Byron Buxton yet, Pat Royce? Uh well, what how many? What's he had? Fifteen at bats yet? I I don't know. Yes, I'm buying the fact that if he can keep his head clear and just take a good hack when he sees a pitch that uh, is in the strike zone or something near the strike zone, I'm buying him. Uh, once he starts uh, having, uh, you know, let's see what happens if he does the OCC team. If he starts having those, uh, you know, those uh, doubts about himself again, and uh, then he's check swinging. And I haven't, I haven't seen him have a check swing this spring. As, and that's that's good because he usually is starting and stopping and taking strike one, and uh, he's uh, it's almost like he's saying, uh, you know, throw it here somewhere, and I'll take a whack and see what happens. So that's uh, that's a good sign. Unfortunately, you know, we'll have the uh, boot on his foot for another four or five days, so uh, we haven't gotten a chance to see if his swing's different. His body's certainly different. I don't know if his swing is. You aren't kidding, Patrick. Uh, Michael Pineda is an enormous human being. <laughs> wow. Fellow, isn't he? He's, uh, oh, he's, he's got a nice little pants. Uh, he's six, seven. He towers over uh, Sano, and he's bigger than Sano. Uh, he's big across his shoulders and uh, got a little more belly on him. And uh, uh, 290 minimum, I'll tell you that. Two pretty good today, though. He's, uh, you know, he's not a Fastball, fastball pitcher, but he's still 94, but he's got, uh, he's got the super. And, uh, they got him in the rotation, so uh, we'll, uh, we'll see if, if that works. Uh, they got him and, him and Perez and Odorizzi. It's a big question. Uh, the rumor is they're only going to start the year with four starters. 
workers, and one of them might be left behind, and I would imagine maybe that would be Potato. Pat, from what you can tell, because for so long it was the it was the Tom Kelly, Ron Gardenhire, and Paul Molitor had a lot of similarities. The way that they ran camp was all it was very similar for two or three decades. Uh, now that Rocco Baldelli's in here and the coaching staff is very different, and you know front office, from what you can tell, how is Twins camp the most different now compared to I don't know five or ten years ago? The most hours, uh, most different thing is how many hours they spend at the ballpark. Very uh, many, many fewer. Uh, they, uh, they're big on uh, you know not having a four-hour workout or anything like that. I mean, Kelly cut them back a lot too. But uh, like today, they had a night game last night, so everybody, uh, you know, they half the team went uh, to uh, Port Charlotte, and the other half stayed and and had a workout in the afternoon. Today, basically no workout. Uh, 10 o'clock, first of the day, the, uh, they didn't have to get to the ballpark till 10. And, uh, I, you know, there was some running around, and there might have been a couple of BP on the backfield but for the guys who weren't in the lineup. But uh, it was it was pretty much a non-workout. And they start a lot later, too. They, uh, they don't hit the field till uh, 10, I mean, 10, 10, 30, something like that. So, yeah, yeah there's, it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's more relaxed, but it's certainly more focused, you know, on, uh, on uh, they don't, they don't have the busy work. Uh, but then again, they had a lot more busy work in the 80s than they do now. One reason they had ungodly long workouts in Orlando in the 70s and 80s is they had one and a half diamonds. So, BP took five hours. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, for everybody to get their swings, you got one place to hit. So, uh, yeah. But, yeah, it's, uh, it is that it's the new physiologist concept of telling them a, I, I believe a rested body is more successful than an overworked body. Yeah. So they're not really working that hard. It's, uh, it's a it's a little different approach, you know. The old thing, hey, we get to the ballpark at one o'clock in the afternoon. There, they're not good. they're not going to do that for night games. They may not even let them come in until about three. I don't. Know. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel like in the last five years, sleep and rest are the most the Red Sox have a things room, being right? tracked. They have a sleep room. I oh, that's right. I saw photos room. of that, like yeah. a nap room. Yeah, like for little kids. We need one of those. I was going to say, do we have one of those here? I'll, I'll, I'll talk to some. You should some people around the building and see what we can do. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's that is true. Though there's a, there's a whole lot of that, and they have the, uh, you know, they got the two, uh, what you know, physiologists. One of them's from Europe, and I, I I'm, I'm uh, very confused as to what's. Going. It is funny. Uh, I, I ran into Jim Rance today. Rance, he just came by to say hello to people. He just drove in from Minnesota. It took him like seven days to get here because he ran into snowstorms. But, uh, I said, now, Ramsey, when you get all this analytic stuff figured out, tell, explain it to me, will you? <laughs> uh, and he, uh, he got a little uh, chuckle out of that. And I, think, uh, I think he realizes that uh, all of us old-timers have been left behind there by what's going on. But, you know, they, like, for instance, when they're working with a pitcher, it's not like, okay, we're going to redo all these things or anything. It's pick one thing out, two things out, try to add, maybe add a pitch, uh, but it's not the whole makeover type of thing. So, 
He's that West Johnson shirt, though, man. He's not really an imposing figure when he goes out. When he goes out to talk to Michael Pineda this year, that's going to be pretty funny. He's about five foot seven. He might be five six, and uh, Pineda's six foot eight. So uh, that'll be that'll be pretty funny. Hey, when did Northwestern get so horse bleeping basketball again? Oh, you watched that last night? I saw your tweets. Yeah, I watched it. I I mean, he was. Cuffy was so much better than everybody else yep. on the court. He had to have a big game. He hasn't had many, but he had no choice. He was really good. But you know that I was going to look it up, and I forgot to to use right now. Uh, I believe back in the day, the seventies, uh, some probably in the seventies, maybe in the early eighties. I think they lost fifty-one straight road games in the Big Ten, Northwestern. That's how horrible they were. So what we've seen in the last decade with Northwestern is kind of like their glory period of basketball. They made a tournament for the first time ever. And, uh, and but that what happened? I don't know. Everybody was excited about Chris Collins, and he doesn't have any athletes all of a sudden. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know what happened. But oh, I did, uh, he probably should have taken a, I know, in his mind, it's Northwestern. He built them up. They went to the NCAA tournament for the first time, like ever. But that was probably the time to take another job. But now he yeah. has to well, build Bobby, it back you, up All he had to do was watch six or seven minutes of that game last night and said, okay, the Gophers have messed up a few on the road, but no chance to do it tonight. They are just so much better athletically than uh, these guys. You know what? Gophers have a good lineup. Just starting five is fine. They don't have any bench. Uh, but uh, they, if they play, if Coffee plays like, well, not like that, but if Coffee plays well instead of becoming doing his Andrew Wiggins imitation, uh, you know, they they got a good club. But uh, I don't know. They have not. Uh, they have, I don't think they've played up to their ability this year. Yeah, uh, Pat, do us a favor this weekend. So Judd's going out to Fort Myers. Uh, so you'll you'll see him for yeah. for a few days. Drag Judd to a decent restaurant one night. All right, get Judd out like collared shirt. Go to go to Blue Point. Get some good swordfish or something. I'm a little nervous though. You know who's coming in Sunday? Randy. Oh, Randy in Cottage Grove. Randy from Cottage Grove is coming in Sunday. He's being allowed to fly? <laughs> I, well, I don't know. Maybe it's a prison flight. I don't know. But I hear rumors that Randy's going to be at the game Sunday. So. Is he flying from Cottage Grove, or is he flying right from the Combine in, Indian, in Indianapolis? I don't know if he went to the Combine and then he flew down here or what, but Randy's going to be here Sunday, so I'm looking forward to it. Did you put on your best pair of Zubas, Pat? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I used to have a pair, but I think I had misplaced them. Oh, I'd pay to see pictures. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> No, I never wore them in public. I wore them to go to bed at night. That was it. I never got. I never left the house with them. Don't oh, worry. I'm sure there's got to be some incriminating photo somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No. no. Well, Pat, I, hey, you know what? Mrs. Ricey called me three hours ago and said, "I'm coming down there this weekend, no matter what. So give me a ticket." <laughs> oh, I don't blame her after Here today again. Oh. Yeah. All right. Man alive, this is unbelievable. All right. All right. See you, Pat. Yeah. See you, Pat. Yeah, and you're not See there. Pat. See ya. <laughs> I like how he comments. This yeah. is unbelievable. It is unbelievable from down there yeah. because you're not you're, living it. You're right. I wouldn't believe it either unless I was right in the middle of it. All right. All right, boys. Oh, man. Well, fun show. Write that down. Predictions on demand if people want to find them. 
Rami hitting 500 on the season. I mean, it's just what Good I do, time. guys. It's just what I do. Hitting bombs. Yep. Uh, you can find all kinds of Purple Daily content. Touch them all. Five thoughts. Smacky and Judd with Rami on the all-new scorenorth.com. S-K-O-R-North.com. See you guys.